0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: I got five on it. That's right, your boy J.N. Phoenix back in the building, back in the booth. I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. You know why? Because I got my brother here, Brandon. Say what's up. Just in case they forgot your
0: name, allow you to reintroduce yourself. Get him. I also hate pit in the building, in the booth. Ready to rock, RVK. That's
1: that's Elite 8, I Also Hate Pit pit in the building <laughs> from the fan club from, from the bracket So dumb. we got hey look hey look trust me you guys want to stick around for going in because we're gonna talk about this mat i can't I, is it madagascar i don't know no, i'm probably I saying don't that. Know wrong.
0: How to say, i don't know how to say it
1: i'm probably saying it wrong i know it's been a while but look we gonna bring that up we gonna talk about it love the bracket thing man it was fun <sighs> for some people um but we're gonna get into it we got five questions Jordan Ty Curry once again, he's here with the boys. Jordan, hey, spin the beat. Give us those questions, man. Welcome back, RVK Nation, to another edition of I Got Five On It with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan Ty Curry, and let's get things kicked off with the first blank. Kirk Harissa
0: coming to WVU from Arizona, top point guard in the transfer portal, is blank. First of all, he's not just the top point guard. He was the number one overall I believe, I could be wrong, but I thought he was the number one overall uh, player in the portal. But him coming to West Virginia, that's a big deal. It's a good get, and I'm happy. So I'd say it's a good get. I think that this is huge.
1: And the reason why I say it's huge, that's just because he's a big-time point guard. Not because it's a position that we've, we've desperately, well, at least this year, we desperately needed. But because of what it tells you about the NIL and what West Virginia is doing. That's the bigger. That's the bigger statement made by being able to secure the number one point guard. So it's huge, and hopefully, uh, Mr. Chrisa is more of a uh, more of a Noel Divine getting a top recruit instead of uh, getting Jason Gwaltney, which was another top recruit. Number two, Ren Baker Ooh. gathering funds for the
0: NIL, getting pay for play money, is blank. It's the name of the game. There's no reason to exist in big time athletics anymore if you cannot secure funds for NIL. Ren Baker's doing his job. It's the name of the game. Amen.
1: It's wonderful. And, matter of fact, I just came up with a new nickname for Mr. Ren Baker. From now on, I'm calling him EA. As for EA Sports, because he's in the game. That's what it is. This is what we've needed. We've needed those funds. And right now, you listen to Pac Man on on uh, Pat McAfee show, talking about how he's been getting with the with the, with the players, and those people got money in their pockets because West Virginia is going to be a pay for play destination. Like I love it. This is what it is. Brendan Baker is in the thick of it. Go get him, Mister EA. Go get him. Number three, Angel Reese of LSU, and
0: the Caitlin Clark controversy is blank, overblown. It's much ado about nothing. People talk trash in every sport all the time. It never gets this much attention. There are lots of reasons why it's getting this much attention, but we can talk about that later. What I'll say now is it's overblown. Yeah, no, it's absolutely
1: ridiculous. They win a national championship, and on the front page of ESPN is showing her doing the I can't, you can't see me thing. We're going to get into this on going in stick around because there's a lot to say about it, but it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, people using words. And I feel like sometimes they a substitute for other words, um, but calling Angel uh, Reese classless over and over again. It was just it was just above and beyond. And as I say that, I do want to say before we go to going in. I didn't like the gesture. Me and Brandon are also big fans of Caitlin Clark. Huge. But with that being said, yeah, it's ridiculous, some of the stuff that's being said. Number four. The infamous black jersey is returning to WVU basketball.
0: This makes you feel blank. Nostalgic. Final four time black jerseys were around. And here we go again. They come back to Morgantown. Makes me feel nostalgic. I love it. Makes me feel like finally
1: the black jerseys have come back man we love them everybody loves them you know it's like the grills i said my grandmama hate them but my little mama love them that's what happens the older people hate them the younger people love them yes i'm classifying us as younger people call me delusional if you want to but now we love them and they're coming back and uh man it's exciting this is what we wanted brandon this is what we needed The NIL, all right, all right, all right, I'm I'm getting into it. No, 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 no. I'm going to wait to go in and then I'll I'll show you my other feelings. But yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And and it's uh, along the lines of the movements being made by Mr. E.A. Number five, Huggins quote about letting some young kid come in and screw it up if he left
0: made you feel blank. Made me feel like Huggins is being a little bit presumptuous. He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. It's a fact. It is true. But he's being a bit presumptuous about what somebody else might be able to do in the old I like Golden what you did League. there. I, I like what you did there right there. That
1: was nice. Shout out West Virginia Anthem. Uh, with with uh West Virginia and and Bobby Huggins, he's a legend for a reason. Because I, I feel like hearing this quote is part of his pride, part of his I won't say arrogance, but it's, it's, it's who he is. And by the way, he has to be that way or else he wouldn't be a Hall of Fame coach. You got to have a chip on, the shoulder, on your shoulder. You got to believe in yourself. So I think this was just pretty much pure Bob Huggins. This is Bobby Huggins being Bobby Huggins. So that's what it is. Five questions, five answers. We gave it to you. Trust and believe that you just got the tip of the iceberg you got the first layer. We're going to go in and we're going to talk about some stuff a little bit more in depth, things that we have to get, get off our chest because it's been a while. It's been a while, but we back. We here. We in the building. So turn up your radios. Get your paper down about what you want to say or what you want to email us or or get us at us on Twitter about where we got it right, where we got it wrong. Get at us because we coming. Next segment. Let's go.
0: Right, baby. More than 100 schools available from Home Field Apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y 12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Current and former athletes, members of the athletic department, and of course the best fans in the country all make up a very special group we like to call the Cyclone Family. Join me, Jamie Steyer-Johnson, as I bring you closer to the people that make Iowa State unique each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. Some names you may know, while others may be new to you, but one thing's for sure, this is one family reunion you won't want to miss. Each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. RAT ME BOYS! Hail West VIRGINIA! We going in, we going in. It's time to go in with the RVK's Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pitt, joined by my brother. Should have went to the NIT, JN
1: Fiend Phoenix on the Madagascar bracket. Brandon, I'm going to start. I'm going to cut you. Hey, hey, hey I'm going to let you finish Taylor Swift or a.k.a. I Also Hate Pitt. I want to start. I know you have somewhere you want to start. I want to start with the bracket, Madagascar bracket. And I feel like from here on out, I don't well, even need to say his name no. right. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, big shout out to him. All I know is, uh, I don't even know why I'm on here because uh, I couldn't even make it, make it out of the round of 64. Because 64, so clearly they just want to hear you. I also hate
0: Pitt. So give like, it to him, boy. I just, I feel like this is just I feel like it's unnecessary. You know, unnecessary hate directed the wrong no. way. No, no,
1: ain't no hate. I just look, look, I've realized how they feel about me. Look, (laughs) you know know how how funny it is. I promise when we started this, I thought, look, I don't care one way or the other. It's all, it's no big deal. It's all good. Then when I saw I was losing by a huge, it wasn't close. There was no love for Jay. Y'all people don't love Jay and Fiend. (laughs) All right. Brandon, let me tell you how petty I am. I'm so petty that after I realized I was about to lose, (laughs) I went and liked every single (laughs) underdog.
0: <laughs> I voted for every single underdog. <laughs> I don't even know how to say his name. It's M G T N Q U A S A R. Yeah, Madagascar, okay. <laughs> That's Madagascar.
1: How you say it. Um but Brandon, Brandon, I went liked every single underdogs, <laughs> every single person who was losing the thing. That's how petty on uh, the level of petty I got. Cuz I didn't think it would be no big deal. It was no big deal. i was like, "Hey, whatever." And I got my feelings. And y'all hurt me. Y'all cut me to the core. And this is no disrespect for, for who I went up against. Great person. I was rooting for him to win it. If Brandon didn't win it. But, you know, well, let it be known then. Let it be known. The bracket don't got no love for JN Fing? I'm telling you. They really don't. I don't, I don't even know why I'm talking. They want to hear you,
0: son. Y'all, Yo, I just want to thank everybody who voted for me. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. I lost to J.Flo. 41 I, I this multiple times now. I messed up and just put J. Flow, J. Flow forty one. That's John Flowers. Shout out to John Flowers. Shout out to Final Four Cast. Uh, he beat me. Obviously, I knew he was going to beat me. Elite beat Eight. Double.
1: Shout out to Elite Eight.
0: Shout out to Elite Eight. I, but of course, he beat I got
1: I got I got to make sure you know I put some shine on that for everybody who made it out of the round of sixty four. So yeah, I'm, yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate sixty
1: four out of the round of sixty four. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah, no, nah, yeah. I
0: mean, I ain't got nothing else to say. I would not really, you know, it was what it was. Wasn't no yeah, I
1: bet it was. I <laughs> bet it was. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know
0: much. We got more important things to talk about, though. We ain't got a lot of time to do it. All right, my bad. All right, all right, continue on. No, you, you, you. All right, so what do you want to talk? So
1: let's first start. Let's first start. Let's get, let's give some love for, for Ren Baker when he's doing at West Virginia, man. This is big time collecting this pay for play money is huge for West Virginia. We sit here and we complain all the time about not being able to get over the hill and not
0: even being able to get over the hump I don't know I don't know the details of how much money's being brought in. I know Pat this is true. Knows, Pat Brandon, Brandon, I, I heard his voice Brandon you don't have to have
1: con- you don't have to know the exact things with your context clues. No, no, Jeremy. Like, Jeremy, what does Pac-Man know about the details of other people's NIL collectors? Brandon, let me say two things. First of all, Pac Man has money. So I feel like if you're going to bring somebody aboard and get them to really believe and buy into what you're doing, you're going to let them know that, hey, look, this is a real train moving. That's the first thing. Pac-Man on, on on Pat McAfee saying that was big. But then the next move to show you that it is real and it it's not fake and it is being effective, if we get is we get Kirk Carissa, the number one player in the transfer portal. In a day and age where money is being thrown around all over the place, we get the number one player in the transfer portal that doesn't come from nowhere. There's money and and, and funds being generated, and we're seeing it play out before our eyes. That's the reason why I believe what I hear, and I put other context into something um,
0: that you know when I hear it. Jeremy, you can say that all you want. Like I said before, basketball is not football. The real nil, the real nil collective, the real we got money is about football. And I won't but, I won't, I won't but, believe but, but, it until May but comes around up. and we start slaying that thing when it comes no, to... No, that's true. And when I say thing, I mean bag. The bag when it comes to football. And if we do it in football, I then I'll believe Ren Baker's really doing his thing. And My I'm not saying... I I'm not out here being just a negative Nancy trying to say he's not doing his thing. I'm just saying I don't know. I will say that it's also easier to do in a basketball because there's less players. But I will also yeah. say...
1: We just watched Miami go to the Final Four because they got a few great players in the NIL. And we just got the number one transfer in the country right
0: after. Like, this isn't years and years. This is right yeah, but, after. But, Jeremy, FAU Pac-Man. went to the Final Four. FAU went, to the, FAU went to the Final Four. San Diego State went to the National Championship. It's yeah, not that's good. It's no, not there's other your-
1: ways. No, 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 no. There's other ways you can get there. Yes, there's other ways you can get there. But we just saw Miami and LSU win basketball. And Miami girls in basketball get there for paying. And right now we got the number one player in the transfer portal. Brandon, you're acting like that's not a huge thing. That's not a big deal. That's it not a representation a of what. Deal. It is a representation of what the NIL, which Pac Man was talking about, pay for play, is doing. It's I right in front what, of your face. Jeremy,
0: I don't know Kirk Chris's financial situation. I don't know what we gave him. I don't know his motivation for coming to Morgantown. You're acting like it's apples to apples, direct correlation, for a fact, direct line, without question. That's why Kirk Chris is in Morgantown, because we gave him the biggest bag. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, th- Fantastic. Fan me fan equals fanatic,
1: and I want to take any parcel, morsel of anything to make me feel better, make me feel better. So get a pallet. And, and see how that works <laughs> out for you. Go
0: ahead and take it. And <laughs> I don't begrudge you. That's fine. By the way, I don't begrudge I don't I don't begrudge you. It works out, Brady. Brady, it, it works out the same way every year, but go ahead. But go I ahead. don't begrudge anybody who feels like you good. If you feel that way, feel good for as long as you can. I just don't have it in me anymore to get excited about things that are not concrete. And this is not even close to concrete. Now, I will say it is, it is to me, Ren Baker being in contact with the way that he is with Pac Man Jones, Neil Brown, too. Give him credit where credit is due. The, the fact that, they, that Pat, uh, Pat McAfee said people broke into Pat McAfee's, the Pat McAfee show headquarters in Indianapolis to get handwritten letters delivered to him tells me Ren Baker's doing his thing to make sure they're connected to important alumni. And Brandon, I tweeted what, this, Brandon,
1: Brandon, real, real quick, Brandon, what ethnic, the ethnicity are the people who broke into Pac-Man?
0: <laughs> no, not Pac-Man, <laughs> Pat McAfee, but yes. <laughs> uh, good <laughs> question. Michelle. Very important question. But, uh, but go ahead, my point sorry, on sorry. I digress. they're doing the right things. They're doing the right things by being connected to alumni, important alumni. I tweeted that WVU could not pay for the publicity they get from Pac-Man, from Pac-Man Jones from Pat McAfee. Absolutely can't. Pat McAfee, they could not pay for that. It's amazing what's being done, so they're doing the right things. I'm just not going to sit here and tell you that the NIL Collective, Country Roads Trust, or anything else is getting what they need to get. But I will Brain tell you. you, what I will tell you is they're doing way more than Shane Lyons ever did. And that hurts me. Bring it. From, Parkersburg, from a Parkersburg... <sighs> native to a Parksburg native. It hurts me to say that about Shane Lyons, but from the NIL changes to the the outreach they've done to the black jerseys that Ren Baker has confirmed are coming out, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. It hurts me to say it, but Ren Baker is doing way more than what Shane Lyons did in his time. It just hit me. It literally just hit me. I'm going to just
1: say, don't blink. Because if you blink, you might miss the Ren Baker error at West Virginia.
0: Well see, he's thing. still gotta hire a football coach. He's still gonna navigate the end of Huggy Bear's career. He's got a lot to do, Jeremy. All he's done is hire a basketball coach for the women's basketball team, which it seems like he's done a good job because that women's basketball coach has a 788 winning percentage, which is really good, even though he hasn't had a whole lot of success in the NCAA tournament. He hasn't done the heavy lifting yet. Brandon, football, I, all I, that matters, it, it, all that really matters is what you do for for men's basketball and football. And he does, hasn't done anything in either of those sports yet. Yet, yet,
1: yet, yet, yet. And we're all saying yet. We're not hating on it. I'm just saying that if he's successful like we think he's going to be successful, don't blink because he's going to be like our old women's basketball coach. OK, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get negative. Let's, let's go on to the next one. It just hit me. If, you're, if you come here to West Virginia and you're super successful and you're not from here, you're not going to be here for long.
0: That's, that's how it works. Even but, if you are from here, you're not going to be here long. Yeah.
1: Well, hey, but either way we like what's happening. We like what Ren Baker's doing. We are we, the RVK has fully behind. We think that Ren Baker is the man for the job to get down and dirty. Uh half of us what, is more excited
0: than the other half.
1: But you don't you don't see his disposition in the way he's working,
0: like you don't feel like man, I, I this like is the guy him. that we need I right like now him. I like a lot of things about Ren Baker, but there were things I liked about Shane Lyons. there are things I liked about Neil Brown. what I like are results, okay we'll put that in some cement cement
1: and uh you know so when so when it happens, this isn't the r v k it's just jm Fiend all alone mr n i t that's my new nickname mr n i t uh mr n i t in the bracket <laughs> no 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 i ain't never letting it go okay my feelings involved okay anyway on to the next thing huggins quote brandon about some people saying hey i should stay around and doing a great job and some people feeling like i should uh, move on and let some young kid come screw it up ah man all right so this is not what he said he said that's exactly what he said about letting somebody come in and screw it up but when i read it and i felt uh, i feel like some people feel like Bob Huggins built West this West Virginia basketball program. Now, there is no question. They talk about how many Sweet 16s he's been to and what he's done postseason-wise with West Virginia how he owns most uh, of what we did. Brandon, do you look at Bob Huggins and do you think that he built West the West Virginia program?
0: No, I don't. I, I feel like he continued what was started by... Um, oh... Not helping you. Go ahead. Oh, uh, that what was started by nobody. All, tell him. Nobody tell him. Nobody tell him. Uh, beeline. By <laughs> beeline. Okay. And and I yeah. and I feel like Bob Huggins built strongly built on what Beeline said as a foundation. Those players he went to the Final Four with. A lot of those guys were recruited by Beeline and um, by John Beeline. And and Huggins, of course, with his Hall of Fame abilities. Um, built it, built it into something wonderful and something we were all proud of. Um, but Beeline really started that change from Gale Catlett into something we could be proud of. And he started, Amen.
1: And, and that's um, what I feel like. I think. I think there's sometimes people get it twisted. They feel like Huggins built this. Huggins grew it and, and made it obvious that it's the, of the sustainability that West Virginia can have. He's had great success. His greatest success with West Virginia did come with John Beeline's players. John Beeline's the one who came and kicked off all our good players. Don't forget. Hey, remember Mountaineer Nation. Remember when he kicked off Jonathan Hargett, and we all were like, oh, snap. He better know what he's doing because we had a legit killer at guard. Granted, a little bit of a head case, not super focused, but he could score the rock. And here comes John Beeline. He kicked everybody off. And, and what did he do? He showed that he knew what he, what he was doing and he built a program. Just like he did when he went to Michigan and he continued to build on and take him to the national championship. John Beeline is the one who turned West Virginia basketball pretty much around, um, new age. Now, Huggins continued it and, and grew it even greater, but Huggins did not build what we have right now at West Virginia. I believe personally, uh, he didn't build it out Catlett, of
0: nothing.
1: Gail Catlett did some of it. And then Beeline extended it into more Sweet Sixteens, uh, Final Four-ish type of, uh, of ball clubs. Yeah. Go ahead. Elite sure. Eight.
0: eight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Excuse like, uh, for sure. There's no question about that. And my thing with Bob Huggins saying, uh, you know, have some young kids screwed up. The question I have is, why do you think only a young kid is, is going to come in here, for one? And two... Why would they screw it up? Why is it not possible to have somebody else who loves the state, who loves this team, who loves basketball, who loves young men, who comes in and continues to build on what you've built, Bob? Why is, that not, why is that not a possibility? Amen. Why is it not possible for a man to come in and build on what has been done in the old golden blue and now black? So that's my question. That's what I don't understand about that statement. It says a lot to me. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, and for those
1: who feel like, hey, we could never... Like, I remember somebody came at me and was like, oh, what are you talking about? Who are we going to get other than Bobby Huggins? Look, first of all, I'm not saying that Bobby Huggins has to go. What I'm saying is I haven't seen anything in the last few years. And and I will also say, you're sitting there saying, who else can we get? Do you know how many young basketball coaches there are? Hurley from from uh, UConn was a high school coach a few years ago. Texas' coach now was not the head coach. So like, if we were looking for a head coach, maybe we could have got him because he wasn't a head coach anywhere. I'm saying there is talent all over the country, especially when it comes to basketball head coaches. And there are people who are paid a lot of money to find those coaches. Granted, we, he's a Hall of Famer. Bobby Huggins is a Hall of Famer. But that, that doesn't mean the next great coach isn't out there. That doesn't mean that there's not another John B line somewhere that nobody's paying attention to, but that can go from West Virginia to Michigan to, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you have to find them. There are people, there are people who are paid
0: to find them. So, you know... Yeah, and when, hey, people, that's keep the thing. when people say, who would you get? Name them. I always tell them, my job as a fan is to know when I'm satisfied and when I'm not. My job is to assess whether or not they're fulfilling my expectations as a fan. That's my and, job. And unfortunately, they want to talk
1: about salary. Well, how does his salary affect you? Like I said on Twitter, the more money you make, the more you pay for something, the more you expect out of it. Are you going to expect the same thing from Little Caesars as you would from a big-time pizza restaurant? No. You know why? Because you paid more at the big-time restaurant. Same thing with a steak. Are you to expect the same kind of steak if you're at home and you paid $9.99 for, you know, how many, however many ounces as if you go to a fine dining restaurant? No, you want something you can't make at home. Why? It's purely based on money. And that's the way it works. The more money, whether it's a car, whether it's a house, no matter what it is, when you pay more money for a product, you expect that product to produce more. Whether I'm paying it or anybody else is paying it, it doesn't matter. The more you pay, the more you expect from it. And the fact of the matter is,
0: Bobby Huggins is a top 10 paid coach in the country, period. And, and if you want to argue that the, the what he's paid is not coming directly out of my pocket, you want to argue about taxes, whatever, fans put time and effort into a sports team. They put money directly into the tickets they buy, the merchandise they buy, the concessions they buy. So we do fund the programs. If there were no fans, there would be no Bobby Huggins or anyone else. It's a symbiotic relationship because it works both ways. If we're we're there because of him, he's there because of us, that's the way it works, collectively, obviously. So I'm not sitting here acting like it's apples to apples and he's equal to me. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying collectively as fans, that's how it works. So when you put time, money, and effort into something, you want something back. You want a return on that investment. So my point in all of this is, it's not my job to know who the replacement is. My job is to know when I'm satisfied as a consumer. Ren Baker's job, the board of trustees' job, the president's job, is to give us something that we're satisfied with. And to find something to replace it when we're not.
1: Hey, way to drop that knowledge. That's good, man. That's good. We're gonna move on to another controversial sub- subject. You ready for it? Angel Welcome. Reese, LSU, beats Caitlin Clark, the golden child. Um, which by the way, let's just say we love Caitlin Clark, man. I love the dog in her. I love the way she shoots. I love the way she moves. Man, you have that, that chip on your shoulder. But when Angel Reese did that, you can't see me in front of uh Caitlin Clark. And she did it for an extended period of time at the end of the national championship. Followed her around. Followed her around. When the game was over and it was unnecessary. Now, now after the national championship, we have everybody coming out. their face to say all kinds of things about how classless Angel
0: Reese is. Um, How do you feel about the whole situation, Brayden? I feel like I, would you like me to go? I would not want her doing what Angel Reese did. If I was a player, I would not have done what Angel Reese did. If things are the way they appeared on the court. Now, what I will, the caveat to that is I don't know what Caitlin Clark said to Angel Reese during the game. I don't know what Caitlin Clark said to, the, to her opponents during the game. I know Caitlin Clark, Clark likes to talk trash. She's like Michael Jordan. She's like Larry Burke. She's like all the greats. She likes to talk trash. So if she likes to talk trash, she better be ready to take it when somebody else dishes it out. Yeah, this is the most good. And as a kudos to her, Caitlyn Clark has taken it. Brandon, She's- I love, I love everything that
1: Caitlyn Clark does. She has a chip on her shoulder, Brandon. Afterwards, I know you're getting into this. She sat. and She was like, "No, nobody should look down on it." And she even talked about going to the White House. She's like, "No, I, last time I checked, second place teams don't go to the White House." Brandon, how could you not love everything that
0: Caitlyn Clark is? after seeing that. No, I I loved Caitlin Clark before that. I tweeted about it, so it's on. You can go look and see when I tweeted it. I tweeted it before the National Championship game. There's no question. I've been a fan of Caitlin Clark since last year before this run in the NCAA tournament. So I've been on her bandwagon for a while now. I'm a big Caitlin Clark fan. Like you said, how could you not be? And then in the face of all of this, she's handled it exactly the way that I would hope a superstar would.
1: Amen. Amen. I love it. I love her disposition. I love her swag. I love everything that she she's about and how she does it and how she carries through. What I don't love is how people came at Angel Reese because it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. First of all, the way she clapped back um, at Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark didn't do it to her, but Caitlin Clark did it a game before to Van Lith of Louisville, a couple games before to Van Lith of Louisville, and nobody said a word. Now here, Angel Rice is doing it and She's classless. She's a thug. There's all these other you know, words that they're using for her that are absolutely ridiculous. Now, if you said you didn't like it, I didn't like it. She deserved to be te- teed up. I get it. But to go that far, I'm sorry, there's a feeling and a smell of something else going on. If one person does it, now granted, I will say Caitlin Clark, what Caitlin Clark and Angel, Angel Rice did were not 100% ex- uh, uh, exact, they, they weren't the- identical. But they were in the same ball game. So if you love and like ESPN had a whole segment about what Caitlin Clark did and her fire, that was the word used for her fire. And then on the next thing, you think Andrew, what Angel Reese did was classless and other, other words that people use? I'm sorry, I feel like it tells you a little bit about yourself. Classless, I don't mind.
0: Piece of S word, thug, that's, that's way too far. Classless thug I don't well, like
1: because because you didn't call Caitlyn Carr classless. But all thug the she did for, and said,
0: thug for me implies a criminal. Thug implies somebody who's hurting other people. Thug is, Brandon, let's be for real, thug is a substitute word. There's certain thug, day things... When I hear thug, when I hear thug, people don't call people thugs anymore unless they're using it as a substitute for the N-word almost always. I just said substitute. I was going to leave it as a substitute. But no, if I'm you, saying it, what you, it you, is. You are, When I hear it, that's right, what I hear, it is. A substitute for the N-word. That's and exactly what I'll right, say is I do not believe... Hold up, hold up.
1: In media media, and sports, I've never heard thug used
0: except for uh, of one one ethnicity, no matter what it is. I'm sorry. I just haven't. I do not believe that people who were calling out Angel Reese, I don't believe that if you called out Angel Reese, you're a racist just because you called out Angel Reese. But I do believe that all the racists, all the people who are racist on social media called out Angel Reese. So don't get that twisted. Just because you called out Angel Ree- Reese does not make you a racist. But all of the racists made sure to call out Angel Reese. Amen. 100%. Listen to that twice if
1: you're confused about what I said. Keep listening to it. And what I will also say is, I'm not going to sit here and call everybody like oh, this hard, you know, you're a hardcore racist. No. But I do think that there are certain prejudices that you that certain people have that they don't even realize that they have until situations like this may come up. Because with Angel Reese, the words "thug," the substitute words "thug" and "classless." Those never even they they celebrated Caitlyn Clark for what she did, and and like I said, if you feel that way, if you feel so like, and by the way, I don't mind you not liking what Angel Reese did. It's the outrage that gets me, Brandon. It's the pos that gets me. I'm like, what? Really? As if what they did was so much different. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. And once again, this is just the world that we're living in. So, and by the way, there's certain people who are like, hey, why do we have to make everything race? We don't make everything race. But when things are about race, that's what it is. And it's well, beautiful. It. If, and hold up, no, real quick. And it's beautiful if you personally don't see it. Because a lot of times, if you are not prejudiced or racist, sometimes you can overlook it because you don't have to deal with it. Unfortunately for me, that's not
0: my reality. Yep. And my thing is the people who love Bobby Knight who threw a chair because he was upset at a referee, didn't call him a thug. Amen. Thank you. Stuff like that is thuggish. Getting in somebody's face saying you can't see me is not a thug move. Throwing a chair is a thug move. But the same people who love Bobby Knight hate Angel Reese. That's the kind of stuff I don't understand. And the same people Amen. who are saying our world is too soft, everybody's a snowflake, are the same people who are mad at Angel Reese. Explain that to me. I don't understand. Think about it like this. Literally, think about it like this. I think it depends on what
1: you do and how you do it. What I mean is, Caitlin Clark literally, a couple games before, did the exact same move, you can't see me, was looking dead at Van Lith from Louisville as she walked to the bench. Angel Reese, therefore, mocks that movement. I'm not saying it's right, but she mocks that movement. Mountaineer fans, this is like if somebody during a game, hit a shot to win the game against West Virginia and and walked by Eric Stevenson and grabbed, and grabbed his... Uh, crotch. ...nether regions. Yeah, grabbed his crotch. Would you be up as oh, upset with that? Probably not, because you knew that Eric Stevens did it a few games ago. So when this guy is mocking Eric Stevenson by doing the exact same thing, it's not that big of a deal. And that's the reason why I'm sitting here to say it's not all about racial things. I think part of it is... People didn't know the history of Caitlin Clark and what she did. All they had kept seeing is somebody mock her to her face. They did not realize that she had done the same exact type of things and games before. Had they have known, maybe the reaction would have been a little bit different. And I'm saying that because, like I said, with Mountaineer fans, if you saw somebody grab their crotch towards Eric Stevenson, I'm pretty sure you guys wouldn't be as mad because you realize, hey, Eric Stevenson did this
0: exact same gesture just a few games ago. I'll tell you the thing that I thought was worse than You Can't See Me to Van Lith was the when she waved off the LSU player who was shooting a three. That's disrespectful. Did I mind it? No. I thought it was funny. But I also no, didn't... But- by the way, I, I think that's great. For for me personally, when she waves the guy shooting the girl shooting three, that's mental games. that's part of the game. And by the way, that's how the I truth feel, is. but that's what I'm saying, Jeremy. I feel that way. like somebody said they would have punched her in the face if they were Caitlyn Clark. and I'm like, if you think that punching somebody in the face for getting in your face is appropriate, who's the thug? A Men. So like that's my stance on all of this. Like I just feel like it's an overreaction. Caitlin Clark took the high road. Caitlin Clark handled it the way it should be handled. Caitlin Clark is a superstar. On and off oh, the court she... court. The girl We love Clark. Caitlin Clark. I Look, stand, to... I stand. Son, C- Clark. son,
1: seriously, I'm about to get a jersey and we got to go see her this year.
0: Uh yeah, pro- probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> probably not that far probably not that far but, uh, i'll watch i'll watch when it's an important game but she's playing some big time opponents i'll watch probably not going to no games in iowa <laughs> though so i'll just be honest um but yeah like that's the thing is like i'm just being real like i i would rather watch caitlin clark than than angel reese caitlin clark is better than angel reese caitlin clark is the reason um that the the ratings were as high as they were and the tickets they,
1: the people keep saying this is what we kept telling you girls basketball yeah and I understand look I'm not hating on girls basketball but I will say Caitlin Clark is the reason why tickets were $300 just pop and she's we'll Cl- me- got eligibility and she'll be back next year yep the juice you know what else has the juice Brandon we're
0: hearing rumors and whispers and little things about black jerseys yeah, so so you saw that. So, first of all, Jose Perez had a recruit that he was showing around talking about black jerseys, said that we would have them next year. That got leaked. Everybody saw it. Ren Baker had to respond, and he did. Called out Jose, P- Jose Perez that he would be fined because he had to respond to these rumors about the black jerseys, which is basically hilarious. a confirmation that we will have black jerseys. We're going to have black jerseys. Awesome. It's beyond awesome. Continue on. Irrational came up with some mockups of what they would look like. Ethan Bach put out some mockups of what they would look like. I don't man, really have a strong opinion. Why, no, they brain it, brain it. By the way, by,
1: by the way, I recognize those names that you just said because all of them advanced deep into twenty. Shout out to them, man. Big, big, <laughs> big time.
0: <So laughs> why don't we just do what we did before when we went to the final four? Those jerseys worked. You know, I'm not mad at them. Just do what we did before. I love
1: it. I love it. Anything to give the fans excitement. Anything to give the players excitement. Anything to give the program excitement. Brandon. All right. We had Sugar Shane. Sugar Shane Lyons. Shout out to him. Parkersburg boy. Our old AD. And he's like, last time I checked, West Virginia's colors aren't black. I get it. A. Hey, and that's why he ran things. Ren Baker came through. Mr. E.A. I say E.A. Because he's always in the game. He's in the game now. Love it. Um, He's back. He's, he's doing his thing. We got the black jerseys back. It's one of them things once again it's just exciting and it doesn't it doesn't matter how you feel about the black jerseys. What matters is that the recruits love them. the recruits are going to love them. These kids that you want to come to your school are going to love them and it gives us you know just something else to be excited for and uh, we're excited for it.
0: Yeah springtime's coming up Brandon. We're gonna have Go to jump
1: off here, but here's the last thing springtime's coming up spring games coming up. Um, I saw a picture the other day that got me kind of excited. Uh, there's some there's there's some reasons to be excited about West Virginia football. There's reasons not to be excited, but there's reasons to be excited. We're bringing back a line that, um, is more veteran than not. We got C.J. Donaldson, who's finally playing as uh, a running back. All right, he played running back last year, but he he in the off season he trained like a tight end, so he gained a little bit of weight. This is the first year we're going to see him actually in running back shape, hopefully. But also, the picture I saw was Nico, Marchio, excuse me, and Garrett Green standing side-by-side throwing the rock. And it hit me, this is going to be a great battle between two good quarterbacks, or I hope are good quarterbacks. And it's kind of exciting to see, like, going into this, like, who's who's going to win this battle? Who's going to win this uh, tournament? Who's going to win? Who's going to show that they are the best quarterback for West Virginia coming into
0: September? I personally hope Nico wins from the standpoint of, if Nico doesn't win, he's more likely to transfer than Garrett Green is. One, two. If Nico wins, that's your future. He's your young guy that you're going to have for a while to go, right?
1: He has one more year than Garrett Green, so they're both pretty young. No, guys, he doesn't. He has but, two okay, more years have... than Garrett Green. Does he have two? All right. He I mean, should.
0: Right. Last year was his first year as a freshman. Last year. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he was. I guess he was. And and he should be able to redshirt if I'm if I'm remembering right. He ain't red shirt nothing, but okay. But yeah, I'm just saying, like technically. And then further than that, I don't think Garrett Green is that good. He can run. Nico is mobile. He's not a runner like Garrett Green is. He's mobile, though. I think that as thro- just throwing the ball, Nico should be better than what Garrett Green is. With another year under his belt, I would like Nico to win the job. Of course, let the best man win. Whatever happens, happens. I just want to win games. I don't care how we do it. Garrett Amen. Green with it, those running backs and that offensive line could be a great um, just running down your throat offense. I don't see that being sustainable with Garrett Green's size. But like I said, I don't care, man. Just win.
1: Just win, man. But I just saw those pictures of those two, and it made me kind of excited for this quarterback battle that's about to take place. I agree with you. I think Nico wins it. I think he will win it. I think he'll take the reins. I think he'll take the helm. Um, I don't know what this means for West Virginia football this year. I've decided I don't care what I see or hear this year. I'm picking six and six. Uh, So that's my, you know, before I know a whole lot, that's what I'm picking either way. But hopefully I'm wrong. And hopefully, Brady, here's the thing. I can't watch Neil Brown too much because I love the way he works. I love the way he talks. I love everything about it. And I hear him talk and I watch his videos and I get all fired
0: up. I believe him.
1: I believe him. (laughs) believe him and that's the reason why i can't watch there's no reason that's, to. Not, that's not what i've seen on the field and i i've just decided i gotta quit watching because i start believing it again because i like him as a person he just has to make me realize he can win even as a coach i like him i just need to know that he can win and that hasn't happened but when i watch his videos i forget about all that and i start drinking the Kool Aid even earlier yep me too
0: but that's it man that's all i got you got anything else nah man that's it for me too it's been a while i'm glad we got back in the saddle jeremy it was time to ride man it was good felt good like always get at us let us know what you think let us know what you thought tell us what we got right tell us what we got wrong yell at us cuss at us whatever you got to do get it off your chest like always get at your boys
1: Podcast Network.